and we're live and the jazz are going to round two which is awesome especially after after game one when the jazz lost and donovan mitchell was out i felt like everyone freaked out everyone thought oh the jazz might actually lose this series um i don't think many jazz fans thought that but I feel like all around the NBA. I remember there's an article that came out right after that first game where the Jazz lost, where it said like, uh, I forget what the title was exactly, but it said everyone like people are calling the Jazz out for being frauds after like this game one loss, which that bothered me because the Jazz only lost by two. Donovan Mitchell was out, um, so it's good to see that Donovan Mitchell's back. We won every single game that Donovan Mitchell was back for. And the only game that we lost was by two. Um, bad basketball game one, but we'll ignore that. And even with bad basketball, we we kept it close. Tonight, uh, except for like parts in the second half when both teams were basically checked out, the Jazz played incredible. Obviously, that first quarter was one of the best quarters we've seen from the Jazz in a very, very long time. They beat the Grizzlies in the first quarter 47 to 27 and the Grizzlies finished the first half with um let me double check the math here um yeah like 51 points yeah and so the Jazz almost outscored the Grizzlies in the first half in the first quarter um and so the Jazz rode that high throughout the entire game um it was kind of like uh, the Jazz were definitely playing better the whole game except for the fourth quarter when it was just garbage time and it didn't really matter anymore. Um, and then the Grizzlies went on a little bit of a run. Donovan Mitchell came back in and, and secured the win with, with some good play right at, right there at the end. Um, it's an awesome game from the Jazz. I loved watching it. I lo- like Everything about it was great. And that means we're moving on to the second round. Uh, which right now, it, the Clippers and the Mavericks are playing. It looks like they have about four minutes left in their game, and the Mavs are up by four. And this and this that series is tied two two. I would not be shocked if that series goes to seven. Um, I was watching a part of that game before I hopped on here. It was a really tightly contested game. Right before I had to close it off to to start doing all the prep to get this going. Uh, the Mavs just went on a big run, and it looks like the Clippers came back from that. But I'm excited to see how that series goes. And But for right now, the Jazz can celebrate. Um, we can rest because Mike Conley, he was... Um, if you guys have any extra details on this, I was trying to find anything I could. All I could find about Mike Conley was that he uh, was taken out of the game after playing 12 minutes for hamstring soreness. Um, which is a little concerning because he's had hamstring injuries in the past. Um, if you have any more details on like the severity of that, I'm guessing they haven't released anything like that, but that's something to watch. Hopefully he'll be 100% by the time the second round happens. And in that case, like we should all root for a seven-game series between the Mavs and the Clippers just to buy us a little bit of extra time. Uh, Donovan doesn't look hurt. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has a if he's not like not quite one hundred percent. So it would give Donovan some time to heal up a little more, and Mike Conley some time to heal up. So uh, let's hope for seven games between the Mavs and the Clippers here. Uh, that being said, I'll hop into the stats. 
Um, if you guys have anything to talk about from this game, leave it in the live chat. Um, that's the best part about these streams is having those conversations. And if you're seeing this or listening to or, or watching this on, on another service that isn't live right now on YouTube, whether it's it's on YouTube afterwards or if it's the, the recorded version on, on another platform, come subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the notification bell, and that way, it, and especially if you're a Jazz fan, do this because we do a stream like this after every single game and then you can participate in the live chat and, and that's where a lot of the fun comes from these. So if that sounds like fun to you, make sure you, you check out our, our YouTube channel. And yeah, so with that being said, I'll hop into the stats. Um, I mentioned in the description, I don't know how many people read it. I know when I'm on YouTube just watching videos, I almost never read the description. But I mentioned in there that the Jazz shot over 50% from the field. They shot 51.6% from the field, um, 38 points. I don't like doing that. I'll just round 39% from the three-point um, and 92% from free throw, which if the Jazz could shoot that every single night, that would be incredible. That would be perfect. Um yeah, and so I, I think it, it really just came from the Jazz knew this was a closeout game. They knew they had the Nuggets last year with a 3-1 lead, and they let it slip. And then once you give the other team a little bit of momentum, it's it's not easy to take that back. Um, and so the Jazz came out here. They came out aggressive. They came out like they were fighting like they were the underdogs tonight. And I think that that confidence and that aggression led to this this great shooting night. So I'm hoping the Jazz can can channel that into more than just closeout games, but obviously especially closeout games because that's when uh, if if you don't perform there, it's really hard to advance in the playoffs. Obviously, um, looking at the other stats, the Jazz really just steamrolled the Grizzlies in pretty much every category. They beat them bad in rebounds, um, beat them in assists, not by a ton. Uh, they had one more turnover than the Grizzlies, which is good for the Jazz because I, I would love to go back and look at this, but I feel like the Jazz and most of their wins this year had more turnovers than their opponent, which I don't think that's normal. Um, I haven't looked at enough game team stats from other teams historically to know if that's normal, but that's that's interesting. Um, and, and so I think just a one turnover difference for the Jazz is, is pretty good for them. Um, but everything, they just kind of steamrolled the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies never had a lead in the game. The closest they got was 0-0 at the beginning, and the Jazz just, at one point, the Jazz were up 35. Um, and before I hop over box score, I see, uh, so this comment caught my eye, so I'll, t- I'll answer this now, but um, the baseball boy says, uh, who are they playing next round? Uh, we don't know yet. They'll be playing either the Mavericks or the Clippers. Um, the Mavericks are the Mavericks and the Clippers are playing right now, and the Mavs are up by ten. But um, each team has to win two more games in that series in order to to come out of it. So we we won't find out tonight, and and we might not find out for almost another week if if it goes to seven games, which it might because the Mavs Clippers series has been a really tough fought, fight. So it'll be either either the Mavericks or the Clippers. That's an interesting conversation that we can have as to who we who who we would rather play. 
I'm kind of in the camp that I think the Jazz would match up better against the Mavs, but um, I don't know. I don't think it's a it's a clear cut answer of of which team is is better in this case, or uh, for the Jazz. Um, my argument is that I think the Clippers have a deeper bench than the Mavericks do, and that would negate one of the Jazz. Like I feel like one of the biggest advantages the Jazz have is the deep bench. So that's my main argument basing that off of. Um, hopping over to box score, um, I, I'm going to start with Conley, even though he didn't play much. But when he when he was playing, he made a really positive impact. In just 12 minutes, he was a plus 14. Um, so he averaged up like every minute that he was on the floor, the Jazz gained more than a point on the Grizzlies, um, which is awesome. And and you see this with... Actually, the only other player on the Jazz who did that tonight was Donovan Mitchell. Um, and still, Conley had a better average slightly. But Mitchell came in... I mean, Conley came in in 12 minutes. He was 3 for 4, 2 assists, 7 points. And so, if it's just soreness and, it, and the Jazz aren't like... Uh, and it was just a, oh, we're up by 20 right now. Let's just take him out, and we're probably going to win without him anyway. I hope that is that's kind of what it sounds like. And if that's the case, like Con- Conley probably would have come out and had an awesome game tonight if if it wasn't for the hamstring soreness. But looking at the rest of the team, Clarkson came out, had a reset for from the three-point line. Um, he was 3 for 12 from 3, uh, which... It, it's weird to judge three-point percentage based off of one game because if he just hit one more, it would have been an average game. But because he missed one extra one, it was a bad game. So I'm not going to knock him too hard for that. He was almost 50 He was a little under 50% from the field. He had 24 points. Gobert had 23 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. And we're seeing that from a Gobert. Like, not quite 23 points. He's probably no, more in the 18 range most games. But... I love seeing him come in the playoffs, make a huge difference on the defensive end, grab 15 rebounds, get three, four blocks, and 18 points. Like, I feel like he's he's been making a big, bigger difference on offense, which he needs to in order for us. Like, that will make it significantly easier for the Jazz to, to make it past the second round and the third round and, and in the finals. Like, we need Gobert to play games like he did tonight every single night. Um, Mitchell had an awesome game. Um, what I'm seeing, like, and, and Mitchell's stats, they weren't as good as last year, which I don't think it's a problem. I think we have a better team, a more cohesive team this year. Obviously, Mitchell's coming off of an injury, so he's not he's not quite where he is. He's probably he's not taking nearly as many shots as he was last year in the playoffs. Like he's high twenties every night. Tonight he got thirty. Um, in in the season, like what we would want out of Mitchell is twenty four, twenty five points, four assists, and four rebounds. But he's giving a, he's you can tell Mitchell has stepped up his game so far in the playoffs, which I'm really excited to see. He pulled in 30 points, 10 assists, six rebounds and a steal. And his shooting numbers were crazy efficient with 11 for 16 from the field and five for eight from three. Um, So Mitchell is 
Playoff Mitchell is another beast, and I feel like a lot of people, because his number his numbers were good in this season, but they weren't like mind-boggling good. They were just like we see those numbers from lots of players every year, and a lot of times we see players who who give us those numbers kind of fall off after a year or two. So I think that his perception around the league is, yeah, but he's probably not a franchise cornerstone and he's not a superstar. But seeing how he's playing in the playoffs last year and the year before that and this year, I think he's really proving to people that he is a playoff player. He is a franchise cornerstone. And it's not just he's had a good run one year because we've seen that from a lot of players. He's he's producing this playoff success year after year. So if anyone who's not a Jazz fan around the league sees this, like make sure to watch it for Mitchell in case you... Because uh, I know there's there's definitely a lot of people who are out there sleeping on him who aren't. I'm sure a lot of the uh, more hardcore fans who really pay attention to around the league um, know what Mitchell does. But I bet most of the people see him as a, as a um, second-rate all-star. But that's kind of my thought. That's what I'm seeing. Obviously, we have a lot more playoffs to go, hopefully, for the Jazz. And... I'm I'm anticipating Mitchell to to continue to prove that he's that kind of player. Um, so with that being said, I actually spent a little bit more time going over this game than I was planning. But if you have any comments, throw them in. We have a few here that I'll I'll be able to go over. Um, and like I said before, really, it's just now it's it's we have to sit around a little bit um, and watch the Mavs Clippers series play out, which it looks like that game's almost over. So as soon as that's over, I'll, or as soon as ESPN updates it, that it's over, I'll, I'll let you know, but that won't um, change anything yet for the jazz. It'll just give us a better chance of a better guess of who will play. But yeah, we made it to the second round. 100% the expectation. Um, I'm really happy that they won out. Uh, that's what I was expecting as, as as gritty and as tough as this Grizzlies team is. I feel like after they won the first one, um, which they got really lucky on eh, because Mitchell was out. The Jazz weren't planning for Mitchell to be out and the Jazz just played awful and they still snuck one in. Yep. Nate, Nate put in, um, Nate beat me to it, but the Mavs just won. So they're up 3-2. Uh, if the Mavs win one more, It'll be Mavs-Jazz, which I think will be an awesome series. But Clippers-Jazz would be an awesome series, too. I just don't like the Clippers. I don't know. They love to, I, I don't like watching them play. I, I like a lot of the players individually. I just... I, I don't know. I don't know what I have against them. It might just be that they beat the Mavs last year. But I'm looking forward to that series. It's going to be good either way. Um, but... I think if the Mavs can pull out this next one, they're going to Dallas next. And so if they can pull pull out a victory at home, full stadium, which they haven't won a home game so far this year in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy. They've only won in L.A. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that's the best possible scenario for the Jazz as far as best chance to move on to the conference finals. Um, but we're one step closer we're four wins away from the conference finals at this point, which is a really good feeling. And for anyone who's been following the Jazz this whole season, um, like 
I don't know about you, but I'm really confident the Jazz can beat pretty much any team four games. And if if they don't, I think the other team just got on a hot streak and, and found the Jazz on a bad day, which is rough, and the, that's not an excuse. But I don't know. I, I'm really confident that the Jazz are at least going to the conference finals, and whoever they play in the conference finals – if they don't make it out, it's going to be a long series. Um, so I'm I'm excited. The Jazz got out of the series as quick as they could. And the only game that they lost was by two. So with that, with all my rambling done, I'll hop into the chat and we can have a nice conversation until the chat runs out or it gets too late. But yeah, like as for now, let's just... Watch the Clippers map series and, and see what happens. That'll be exciting. Also, the Lakers um Sun series has turned out to be more exciting than anticipating than anticipated, so I'm excited to watch that play out as well. Okay, so finally I'm in the chat. Um Matthew KB says, I never had any doubt. I said five games first round. I said six in round two, but I'm changing it to five games and six in conference finals and six in the championship. Nice. That's Yeah, it's it's tough to predict obviously like if, for anyone who entered the competition you kind of had to predict this far out. Um but I don't know like I'm I I'm with you though. Like I would not be shocked if the Jazz as, as good as the Clippers are and as good as the Mavs are. Um I I feel like because they have like more marketable superstars, I guess you could say. So like they're Luca and Kawhi Leonard are in the public eye a lot more. And the only Donovan Mitchell is getting there is because the jazz had this really good season. Like, like before this season, he really didn't get a lot of screen time and, and a lot of like publicity. So I feel like the overall perception is that the Clippers and the Mavs are just higher tier teams and the, and the jazz are like the, the Hawks that year where Kyle Korver was an all-star. Um, but I, I'm excited to watch the Jazz play because play one of these teams with major superstars because I think the Jazz will start to prove to people that they are a tier above even the Clippers and a tier above even the Mavericks. So I, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a like five games next round. I would probably still go with like a... Um, six games would probably be my guess at this point but we'll see like I think the Jazz are a good enough team that like I think a sweep is a little bit of a stretch but I I think they're that kind of team that they could sweep a good team in the second round um and and Matthew also gives an update on the Conley thing on the Conley hamstring soreness he said it was just soreness he'll be fine so I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm sure if it's if it's more severe, we'll find out here in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, but actually, the the Jazz might even hold that back because they know they have some time between the next round. So if they feel confident he'll play in the first round, they might just not release it because it feels like the Jazz are the kind of team that um, when there's an injury, if they if they can avoid giving too much information about it they don't 
it's uh, like they, they don't want to release too much information about injuries is what I've been noticing about the jazz. I don't know if that's just, they don't want fans freaking out. Um, I don't know if it's a strategic thing where they just don't want, they want the other team to come into the series, not knowing if they should game plan for Conley or not, which honestly with him coming out this game, that's a total chess move that they can play. They can say, oh yeah, he's out. We don't know if he'll come in and then say it's a, it's a game time decision when they, when they actually know Conley's going to be playing the whole game. So I wouldn't be against that. It, it would add a little bit of extra stress in my life though, but if it leads to a win, I'll take it. Um, okay. What's the jazz ceiling in my opinion? Um, and then they say that their opinion is, I think they could go all the way if they just execute the game plans consistently. Um, yeah, I think it, I, I agree with you. If, if Mitchell is giving us what he's been giving us and I'm anticipating him to give us more, if, if Conley continues to be efficient, um, and is a reliable spot up three point shooter. And if we go bear, um, keep like keeps being a, like, cause he's been an awesome scorer, honestly, in the playoffs, he just hasn't taken a lot of shots. So if he, if he can keep being that and if he can keep anchoring the post, all we need is our three-point percentage to be good, um, to be high 30s, and I think we can beat anyone, honestly. What I am a little bit nervous about, though, is so this we do have playoff experience, but we've never made it past the second round. And I'm a little bit nervous that, um, and I think they're a good enough team that um, I don't think anyone should be shocked if they make the finals. Um, I picked them to make it to the finals. Um, I picked them to win it actually. So I, I do think they have that, but my main concern about them not being able to win at all is that they'll go up a team against a team like the Nets where the Nets have two superstars who have a lot of championship experience and one superstar in James Harden who, um, He's just good enough that I don't think the lack of cha- and he's he's had lots of playoff experience and the lack of championship experience isn't going to hurt him at all. Um, and I think this is a different James Harden. I don't think we're going to see him getting uh, winded as much in this series. I also didn't pick the Nets to make the finals, but um, my main concern is if the Nets do make the finals, and that's a very experienced team, and the Jazz aren't as far as finals experience, and I'm afraid that the moment will. Like it'll like some of the players will get inside their own heads. I don't think Mitchell will, but I think some other players might. Um, they might try to hype it up too much and and overthink things, and in that case, you never play your brand of basketball. So I agree if they can stick to their game plan, execute it correctly, um, they can go as far as as they let themselves go. But. I'm I'm a little bit nervous that they'll get inside their own heads if it comes to something like that. Um, so yeah, so I I think we're kind of I I think I kind of expanded on on my specific concerns there, but I think we're on the same page there. Is is what I think their ceiling is. Um, at the end of the day, though, if they don't win the championship, that's rough. But I don't think we've seen the best of this Jazz squad yet. I think they're. I think they still have some more growing to do. I think they're going to peak next season or the season after that. And after that, I think we're going to really start to see Conley decline. 
and and some other players start declining. So I think we have one, two at most years of really of like this level of jazz play before we need to really mix up the roster and, and change around some pieces majorly. Um, so if they don't get it this year, I don't think that's the end of the world. And, and we have, I think, one or two more seasons of contention at that point. Um, so Weston says, I want the Jazz to play the Mavericks. Um, I agree. I I don't remember, I don't know if it, I'm pretty sure it's here, but um, I think we've had we've had some like debate back and forth, back and forth with that, and I think it's a really interesting conversation. Um, I do think that like obviously Luca's really good, and if some other players on the Mavericks really play out to the potential, like like Kristaps. That could be a really tough series for the Jazz. Kristaps hasn't been playing up to his potential so far. Um, the Mavericks have been utilizing Boban a little bit more, which I've been thinking they should for they should have for a long time. Um, I think he's kind of a cheat code in some areas of the game, but I I just don't think they have the depth to compete with the Jazz in a uh, best of seven series. Um, so Nate says. Uh, Conley not playing the second half was concerning, but hopefully it's just precautionary. Uh, that's the vibe I was getting from it, but we'll see. Um, like I said, we we might not know exactly for a good long while because it feels like the Jazz like to hold off on those things. Um, Garrett says, with the Mavs win tonight, do you think the Clippers have a chance in that series to play Utah in the second round? 100%. Um, it's been such an interesting series because... The first two games, it felt like the Mavs owned it. The next two games, it felt like the Clippers owned it. And then obviously the Mavs came in one by five tonight. Um, so the Clippers have already won two in a row against the Mavs. Um, both of them in Dallas. So I, I'm not... I'm om- like, I would almost pick the Clippers to win next game. I'm kind of anticipating a game seven in that series. Um and when it comes down to game seven, it just comes down to that game. I don't think you can read too much into the previous series and say, oh, they haven't won a game in L.A. It's I don't know if home court advantage plays as big of a role, especially if it's in L.A. where there's not nearly as many fans if it comes to a game seven. So I think the Clippers absolutely have a chance to come back and win this series. Um, but obviously it's tough and the Mavericks haven't been making it easy for them. And the Mavericks definitely have a chip on their shoulder from last season. So, yeah. I think the Mavs will win, but I'm not counting the Clippers out yet. Um, so, Nate says, the West is just so deep this year. The Jazz are great, but everyone else has a superstar that, that can go off. Yeah, and and that's what we're seeing in the just the first round right now, too. Um, because we're seeing the Suns and the, the Lakers... Um, the Lakers have kind of fallen, like last game they kind of fell apart. Obviously there's some injuries with Anthony Davis, but we're seeing that with the Nuggets and Blazers um, where it's kind of a coin toss, like who's going to win this game? Mavs and, and so like the only one that hasn't been like really back and forth has been the the Jazz and the Grizzlies, but still John Morant has been incredible. So give him another season or two, uh, give him a little bit more help. And you're going to see the Grizzlies as like fighting for home court advantage in the playoffs here pretty soon. 
Um, <laughs> Shiver says the the Clippers don't deserve to advance due to the tanking. I yeah. I like, and that's how the Clippers have been playing it for a while, or at least the last two seasons. Is that's like they're playing it like they're playing the game, and they're not really playing. Um, or, or I guess the best way to put it is they're playing not to lose; they're not playing to win. And so, if you're playing to win, you have the confidence, and if you have to go through the best team, you'll go through the best team. Um, and the Clippers are trying to play the stats game too much and they're not it, like and when you do that it almost feels like you're saying our players aren't good enough to make it so we just need to give them the best chance possible and even like uh, I feel like that has to get in your head as a player like even if you're okay with the decision even if you say yeah your mindset is now we're not good enough to beat the Lakers so let's just avoid them and so, I I do hope that, like, I, I hope someone goes back and, and looks at all the times that people intentionally tanked to get, a, like, to avoid a team in the playoffs or something like that. And I would love to see if, like, the stats back up that they don't make it out of the first round, like, expert, like, a high percentage of the time. Um, because I don't think, I don't like it when teams do that. Um obviously like we have to to go through that as fans because that's the fun that's part of the fun but you don't want to see your team lose just to lose in the first round so yeah um so ryan says i think it's strategic if the opposition doesn't know the specific nature of the injury they can't target it and that's like back to the the mike conley thing yeah and honestly if i had control over that kind of stuff and like what information was released about injuries for the jazz, I would probably play that, that chess game as well. Um, if you just say, if, if you look at Conley and say, Hey, you were a little bit sore, right? Okay. We're up by 30 right now. Let's just take you out of the game and say, say you're hurt because you, you were a little bit sore and shoot around or, or just something super minor. Um, when you're that confident, you're going to win that game and then you can just have have the other team sit on that. I think that's a good chess game. As a fan, though, I, I don't like it because I want to know what's going on. Um, but that's just the nature of, of being on the outside looking in. Um, uh, so the, the, Okay, so Shiver says the second round starts on the 8th, right? Um, almost a week for Conley to get his hammy back up to speed. And then, uh, did anyone else predict the Hawks over the Knicks in our bracket challenge? I know I didn't. I didn't either. I I was kind of riding the the Knicks hype train there. And as far as the second round starts, I'm not sure when it starts. Um, I'll have to look at this guy. Like, but I know we have time because we have to wait for all the series to to catch up and finish. And and we were one of the first series to finish, so we have a decent amount of time for that. Um, and the Hawks, I, I just didn't have faith in the Hawks and I was kind of on the next hype train for a little bit. So I guess that proved me wrong. Um, so 
I, I guess it doesn't. I, I was never in, con, in the contest for the actual um, reward, but it's one series, so rough to lose that one. But you definitely have have a lot of other series to pick from. Um, okay. Carter says, "Who thinks AD will play tomorrow?" I haven't looked into the entries much. If anyone else has thoughts on that, throw it down in the comments. But um, I bet he'll play. Like if there if there's a low risk for a long term injury, he he's going he's going to play because if he doesn't play, it's uh, it's a really high chance the Lakers are out of the playoffs, especially with how. Uh, I don't know. Just if th- when things are clicking for the Lakers, they're really good. But it, it's not easy to get things clicking for them just because of the lack of playing time that these lineups have had together. And honestly, it's not a great roster. Um, it's just two superstars and, and some some players to fill the roster spots. Really. Um, So Parker says the Warriors are going to be scary next season, and he thinks he'll trade Wiseman and pick and a pick for a star. I think it'd be, I, I think you're right and wrong at the same time. I I think they will definitely shop it around. Um, I think they're going to have a tough time finding a star that will will really make things work. Um, because I think Wiseman will turn into something good. I feel like the rest of the league feels like he'll turn into something good but not great and not really worth a star. Obviously, the Warriors are going to have a... Um, I think they have two good picks this draft, right? Did, didn't they have the Timberwolves pick? Um, and this is supposed to be a really deep draft, so they have that. But at the same time, with with how many picks people have been giving up for stars at like the Paul George level of star... Um, I, they'll probably have to give up both of those and Wiseman, and then, and then they'd have a huge salary cap issue, and, and they wouldn't really have a deep roster. So, I think they'll shop it around. I don't think they'll end up pulling a, pulling any any triggers on trades for that. But Clay Thompson coming back healthy, uh, they're definitely going like they're an immediate playoff contender. Especially we've seen how Steph can play, Steph plus Clay. And then Wiseman's going to be better next season if if they end up not finding a trade that works. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts. I'm excited. I I kind of want them to trade because their roster setup right now is kind of garbage, and they should probably move a couple pieces. But some of their pieces just can't be moved. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if you see a whole kind of roster turnover with the Warriors. I wouldn't be shocked if Draymond Green is out of there, which would be really interesting because he was a core part of that dynasty. But yeah, my two cents on the Warriors. And now we all know what DW's prediction is for the Jazz in the playoffs. And I don't know if, if I'm just riding a hype train or if it's because I've been paying closer attention to them all season, but I agree that the Jazz have the ability to go all the way. And they're the one. They're the ones who can stop themselves. And I can't see many other situations where the if the Jazz are clicking at all cylinders, have where another team can beat them. Um, 
Nate says, didn't the Trailblazers tank for positioning a couple of years back and make it to the Western Conference Finals? Definitely can't work. I I don't know. <laughs> if I did know that at one point, I forgot it. I don't know if I ever if if I paid attention that close to that year, but that and I don't know how we could. That would be a big project to like dig through all that because I don't think there's any place where it records. Oh, here are the teams that tanked this playoffs to get this position. I think that's kind of forgotten to history because that's not something we track. So that'd be hours of work to really track that down. But it'd be interesting because like. If the Blazers did do that, and then we have all the data of everyone else who did, um, is it like just a is it a slot machine where you're like, ah, I'll do this because I don't think we like like I don't know. Uh, my guess is that more times than not, it doesn't turn out well. But I don't know. I'm, I may be wrong. Obviously, I don't have any of the data in front of me. Um, what's the prediction for the Nets Bucks series? And my and like my official prediction that we posted, I had the Bucks winning. Um, obviously, I think if it's not a tough series, I'm going to be very very disappointed. I think that's going to be one of the best series in the playoffs. Um, and I think of all the teams in the East, so so almost definitely whoever wins the Nets Bucks series will have to play the Sixers. Um, I think the Sixers are a good team, but I think if the Sixers play the Nets, the Sixers don't have a chance. Um, I think the Bucks are built the best to take on the Nets, because um, the Nets rely heavily on ISO. Actually, the scariest thing with the Nets is they have three guys where you have to commit a lot of defense to. And that's almost going to leave. That's almost always going to leave their fourth or fifth options open, and their fourth or fifth options can score. Um, so that's the scary thing. I feel like looking at the Bucks roster, their defense is equipped to handle that the best, and I feel like their offense is equipped to really run over the Nets on defense. So I think they could they could go toe to toe with them scoring wise. Because I I bet Giannis is going to have a monster series, and I think their defense has just enough to slow them down. So I think the Bucks have the best chance. I think overall I I'm well. I was trying to find the Vegas odds um, earlier today for that series. Um, maybe I just wasn't looking the right places, but I was reading articles that Vegas actually isn't sold on the Nets yet, and they're kind of. Um, having them as a, a small favorite over the Bucks, So I'm really interested to see how that goes. Um, Nate says, I think the Bucks will, will make a go of it, but the Nets have been uh, clicking. I'm taking Nets in seven. Carter saying, I'm hoping Bucks in seven. And I need the Bucks and Jazz in the finals. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to see the Nets in the finals just because as a basketball fan, it's really, really boring to see a bunch of superstars just like kind of force their way to a team. And then like, I liked the Warriors until Kevin Durant went there. Not because I didn't like Kevin Durant. And I, I still like Kevin Durant, even though he keeps forcing his way to super teams. I think he's an awesome player, but it's just, n- there's there's no fun in it when you know who's going to win. And so since there's been injuries, we haven't known who's going to win, but 
if if they were healthy this whole year, just, like their season would have been insane, and it just wouldn't have been fun basketball. So that's why I really don't want the Nets to win. I want, and if we can continue to see super teams like not have a 100% chance of winning the finals, maybe it will slow down a little bit. Maybe we'll see more loyalty to teams, which I'm a fan of. Um, so Parker says, what are your thoughts on LeBron just leaving his team with five minutes left? It's definitely not a good look. Um, it's, it's 100% on brand for him recently though, which I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know what's going on in LeBron's head. Uh, Cause he's typically the guy who he's really good at handling the media and like, separating personal life and like professional life but like giving people enough like he if if you like analyze that he's really good at that kind of stuff um i feel like in the past several years though he just really hasn't cared and he's done crap like this which gives the media stuff to eat up and and make a persona for him that uh, i don't know maybe it's real maybe that's just the kind of team he is where he's like ah my team sucks this game so i'm just going to ditch them at the same time, though, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened. Maybe you have more details. But if the coach says, hey, we're losing this game. We're sitting you because we need you for next game. I don't know if he was upset about that or if he's just like, okay, then I'm out of here. Uh, I don't know what happened. but um, and, and Nate brings up a good point that he's probably playing hurt, which is probably the case. In which case, like, why not take the extra time to... Get, get a few extra minutes of of rehab um kind of cooling down after the game so I, I don't know exactly what's going on but it's definitely not a good look uh i think if that was the case he should have done something like uh just done it out in the open if if at all possible just to, like avoid that look um carter says was there a chance lebron was going back into the game or uh is it the thought that counts? No, I don't think he was going to come back in at that point. That They were down by 30 or something like that um, with five minutes left. No need to, to play LeBron extra minutes at that point. I, I think it's just the the idea. It, it's like when, when Scottie Pippen, and, and and this is a little, this one's a little worse, but it's like when Scottie Pippen didn't, like he stayed on the bench, he didn't go to the locker room, but he decided not to play when the last shot wasn't drawn up for him. Um, which obviously, like if he was out there, it would have made it tougher because the defense would have thought it would have been on Pippen. But and LeBron doing this didn't impact the game at all. Uh, but I don't know, not a good look. Uh, I th- I think it it put a lot of added a lot of fuel to the fire for everyone who. It's not a LeBron James fan, and I feel like recently he's been he's been giving more and more reasons for the people who don't like LeBron to not like him, which is annoying because he's a really good player. Um, and I don't know, maybe he's just beyond that. He he realizes that he's he's such a he is the NBA, so he just kind of does what he wants now. <laughs> um, but I do like Nate's take on it that's something i hadn't realized before um that he knew the game was over he was told he wasn't going to get checked back in so he went back to get treatment 
because why not make use of that time rather than just sitting and watching your team lose um and and obviously there's the and, and this is another case of us being on the outside looking in like maybe he went and talked to the coach maybe he talked to a couple of players and said hey guys we lost this game i'm i'm playing hurt i'm going to go get some treatment now um that's going to help that's going to give us the best chance of winning this series rather than me sitting on the bench just to sit there um and so maybe he talked about talked to a couple of players or some people on the team to figure that out in that case i don't think that's going to impact I, that's probably the best thing he could have done um but if he was worried about his like public image because pete like that's not necessarily going to come out all the time so um in that case yeah so from our perspective from the outside looking in from media and as like a, a like a pr move <laughs> it was a bad move for him and depending on how he handled it, I don't know what the situation was. It could have been a bad move for in, for his team internally or could have been like, hey, this is the best thing I can do to help us win this series. In which case, they'd understand. Um, nice. I like the Joe Carter. He's just a sore... He's, he's literally a sore loser. Nice. Um, but with that, I'll probably wrap this up. Jazz made it to the second round, which... It's something to celebrate. It's a small celebration, though, because coming into the season, we ne- we didn't expect the Jazz to be in the number one seed, but we we set the expectation as we need to make it to the Western Conference Finals, and so this is a step to that. Um, everything is looking like we'll we'll reach that, but now that the Jazz are a one seed, we're looking beyond that. So I'm excited for the Jazz this season. I'm, I'm excited, or not this season, but for the rest of the playoffs. And I'm excited to see how these playoffs turn out because this first round has been exciting in the West, at least the the East, not so much. But yeah, we'll yeah let's follow the Dallas Clippers series and let's see who we're going to play. And I'm I'm excited to watch that. But everyone, thanks for tuning in. It's been a ton of fun. Glad we got out of the series in five. And yeah, go Jazz. <laughs>